You're listening to the Course Report Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Course Report is the most complete resource for coding boot camps. On our site, we have thousands of reviews, hundreds of interviews, and a full directory of every coding boot camp around the world. On our podcast, we're sharing everything you need to stay up to date on this blossoming industry. Whether you're a boot camp founder or a future student, we hope you'll learn something on the Course Report Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. I'm Liz. I'm Imogen. And I'm Lauren. And it is the end of June. If you haven't tuned in before, welcome. This is a podcast where we talk about all of the news published about coding bootcamps each month, everything we were talking about in the Course Report offices. As always, we will publish this roundup on our blog and we'll link to all of the articles that we talked about there. Uh, And if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, go to coursereport.com, subscribe, and we will let you know when we publish future episodes. So Imogen and Lauren, what are we going to talk about today? So first up, we have two big fundraisers, not by actual boot camps, but by sort of boot camp adjacent organizations. We heard about some interesting new legislation, which could change how online boot camps operate. And then a few boot camp alumni have launched interesting new careers, so we'll celebrate their achievements. And we'll also look at the effects boot camps are having on tech industries and areas around the world. And then lots of boot camps are offering scholarships to help women and underrepresented groups launch tech careers. And we'll look at partnerships boot camps are forming with big companies like Facebook. But our biggest topic in June was definitely apprenticeships. Yeah, it seemed like everyone was talking about apprenticeships in June. Does everyone know what an apprenticeship is? I think we kind all do, of, right? Yeah. So it's different than an internship in that apprentices already know uh, that they want to work in software engineering and also apprenticeships last like a set amount of time. So usually three to six months. And apprenticeships usually are paid. So if you are interested in what apprenticeships can look like, I actually did a piece for our blog this month called All About Apprenticeships. Talked with the CTO of 2U about how much he loves apprenticeships. So very cool. And later we'll hear about what a returnship is. So stay tuned for that. We're going to talk all about apprenticeships. And then, of course, we'll tell you about new schools that we added to Course Report this month and our favorite pieces that we published on the Course Report blog in June. So let's get started. Let's start off with fundraisers. Imogen, it looks like there is a school catching up to General Assembly in terms of fundraising. Uh, Tell us about the big news there. Yeah, so Trilogy Education, an an organization which runs coding boot camps inside universities, has raised $50 million in its latest funding round after raising $30 million last year. Trilogy works with around 30 universities in the US, Mexico, and Canada to provide intensive skills-based programs on coding, data analytics, cybersecurity, and UX design. CEO Dan Summer told EdSurge the company is planning to expand beyond North America, hinting at the UK, Australia, or China, and grow their program offerings in other high-demand tech fields. EdSurge also looks at how Trilogy does not currently share student outcomes, with an investor explaining that Trilogy doesn't want to make claims or promises that propel the wrong impression. Yeah, Trilogy is interesting because they exclusively partner with universities. And on a related note, this month, James Peterson from Education Dive looked at how in the face of declining enrollment, universities are trying to make their offerings more attractive. So they're doing that by launching programs in more practical subjects or specialized programs that actually fit employer needs or on-campus coding boot camps. So clearly Trilogy fits into that larger higher ed landscape. 
And then Lauren, who else raised money in June? To you, a Landum, Maryland-based company helping universities create and market online degree-bearing graduate programs raised $331 million through its latest public offering of common stock. So TUU was founded in 2008, and it currently runs 58 programs for 34 universities. Another 16 digital graduate programs are planned for 2019, and an additional 19 programs are planned for 2020. To date, TUU has not created any online undergraduate degree programs, but it's speculated that this latest fundraise may help with this initiative. And 2U has also partnered with Flatiron School. They're using Flatiron's Learn program or their platform to actually administer those programs. So this is very much adjacent to the coding bootcamp world. Congrats. And then Liz, what's that news about online bootcamps and legislation that came up in June? Yeah. Okay. So interesting news came out of the U.S. Department of Ed this month. They're delaying a regulation that was in the works last year, which requires online schools to prove that they're approved to operate in every state in which students enroll. So if an online bootcamp like Thinkful had a student enroll from Delaware, then they would have to get approved to operate in Delaware, even though they're online. Well, that's good news for online boot camps, but does Education Dive talk about why they're delaying that regulation? Yeah, it's been controversial since they announced it years ago. So the Department of Ed says that they will wait until they can do another public comment period. Um, The delays have also been linked to Congress's inability to finalize the Higher Education Act. So we'll keep an eye on this and tell you about it in future news roundups. So next up, we want to talk about our favorite subject, successful coding bootcamp graduates. We always love hearing about these stories, especially when they make it into the news. Okay, Liz, so tell us about the bootcamp grad who is now leading a developer team in Chicago. Sure. Okay, this story was covered by Built in Chicago. They profiled Alexander Lang, who graduated from Dev Bootcamp in 2014. The article actually didn't say that he graduated from Dev Bootcamp, but I obviously did my stalking. Today, he works at a financial planning company called Next Capital, and he's a developer team lead. So Alexander talks about what his day-to-day looks like. It's super cool to read this and see where a bootcamp grad could end up four years later. And he says that when he hires new developers, because he does that now, because he's a developer team lead, he's looking for developers who can learn and grow, contribute to the team. And he's less interested in specific languages and frameworks when he hires a new developer. So that sounds like a coding bootcamp grad to me. Yeah, definitely. Albuquerque Journal profiled deep dive coding graduate Valente Meza. Until recently, the 27-year-old single parent struggled on an $18,000 a year Applebee's server income. But after Central New Mexico Community College's Deep Dive Coding Bootcamp, he joined the downtown software firm Real-Time Solutions as a web designer and developer and now earns $30,000 a year. This is just one story of more than 90% of students who have either found jobs or launched their own businesses within six months of graduating. Um, So congrats to that student and congrats to Deep Dive Coding for celebrating their fifth anniversary this month. Yay. And then CNBC profiles Hackbright Academy graduate Becca Rosenthal, who graduated from the all-women's bootcamp in December and is now a software engineer at Reddit. Her background was a degree in Middle Eastern studies and she had no experience. So she took Hackbright's four-week prep course before the 12-week bootcamp. 
HackBright CEO Alice Hill says 71% of HackBright grads land full-time jobs immediately after graduation. And the school's helped more than 700 women land jobs at tech companies like Reddit, Facebook, Amazon, and LinkedIn with a median salary of $88,000. Pretty impressive. Imogen, didn't you recently interview another HackBright grad who works at Reddit now? Yeah, so I talked to another grad who works at Reddit. It seems like there's quite a few Hackbright grads there. Um, and she told me that Reddit actually has an initiative to diversify their workforce and is partnering with Hackbright to offer scholarships. Cool. That one's on the blog, right? Yeah. Manisha Patel. Yeah. Cool. Wonderful. IT World Canada looked at Developer 30 Under 30's latest selection of Canadian software developers, including Leah Mitchell a bitmaker grad who is now a back-end developer and advocate for diversity in coding. She writes regularly now about her experience as a woman in the tech space and involves herself heavily in volunteer work with Ladies Learning Code, which is actually a digital education program focusing on helping traditionally underrepresented workers to learn programming skills. Great examples of successful coding bootcamp grads. And if anyone is wondering how they can hire those talented software developers, like the ones we just mentioned, uh, Nearshore America has published a great article called How to Find Quality Software Developers and Keep Them for the Long Term. Very important. So they have some great tips for employers, including the suggestion to explore coding bootcamps as a way to find high quality software engineers. Because as they say, coding bootcamp grads are, quote, generally hardworking, eager to please, and hyper aware of the consequences of their actions. So as bootcamps gain popularity around the country and the world, they are increasingly changing the tech landscape and the educational landscape. We saw evidence of these shifts in Indianapolis, Japan, and Israel. Imogen, tell us about Indianapolis. Yeah, in a video, VOA profiles Kenzie Academy, an apprenticeship school which offers six-month to two-year programs in Indianapolis. Um, they talked to co-founder Courtney Spence, who explains the tech boom in Indianapolis, how new companies are moving in, and what opportunities now exist. A local business owner explains that people are realizing how important it is for local workers to have the right skills to be able to thrive as coders, and he expresses concern that the universities in the region are not always providing access to those skills right now. It also looks at how Kenzie Academy is filling that gap by providing practical education and access to more people who can be hired to diversify the workforce. Love that, Imogen. And on the other side of the world in Japan, Reuters published a nice in-depth piece about the changing tech culture in Japan. So Japan is known as a manufacturing powerhouse, but amazingly, that has yet to translate to tech. The U.S. has like Google, Apple, Amazon, China has Alibaba, but Japan doesn't have that like big tech company. And the average salary for a software engineer is pretty low. It's about $40,000 US. But there's a movement to change that. And Reuters looks at how coding boot camps like Code Chrysalis and La Wagon are trying to inject the Silicon Valley training methods into Japan's kind of slow to change corporate culture. So they're teaching classes in English for one, which is actually really important in coding. And the article points out that Japanese people are super hardworking and dedicated. So with the right training, they could actually be really great software engineers. Awesome. The Times of Israel reported how Israel badly needs programmers. So Israel's Innovation Authority has actually selected seven operators to run coding boot camps that aim to intensely train around 2,000 highly qualified computer programmers over the next five years. 
The operators include Appleseeds Academy, Infinity Labs, Israel Tech Challenge, Experius Software, Elevation Academy, Primrose, and Kav Mash. And Israel's chief scientist and the chairman of the Innovation Authority, Ami Applebaum, states, This program is a significant step toward increasing the supply of manpower and high-tech and is expected to generate 280 graduates in the first year. Cool. Well, we all know that there is a lack of diversity in tech, and so it's always so heartening to hear about initiatives to help more people with varied backgrounds get into this space. We read some articles about women and underrepresented minorities in tech and also some um, articles about veterans getting into tech this month. So Imogen, tell us what Flatiron School is up to. Yeah, so Flatiron has a lot going on right now. News 12 Brooklyn profiles a former flight attendant who is now a student at Access Labs, Flatiron School's deferred tuition boot camp, which is in WeWork Dumbo Heights in Brooklyn, and that just launched in May. The student explained to News 12 Brooklyn how she thought Access Labs was a scam at first because it was too good to be true. <laughs> um, to gain entry, applicants must be New York residents earning less than 35000 per year, and they don't pay for their boot camp until they find a job. And then Flatiron is also working with Facebook and other organizations to offer scholarships to students at its new Houston, Texas and London, England campuses. The Houston Chronicle looks at how 400 people applied for the first Houston cohort, which starts in July, and how 15 students were selected to have their tuition covered by Facebook. The Evening Standard talks to Flatiron co-founder Avi Flombaum about why they chose to expand to London and how Flatiron is partnering with local organizations like Women Who Code and Color in Tech to offer £1 million worth of scholarships for women and people from black, minority and ethnic backgrounds. Flatiron is also partnering with the White Hat Initiative to offer apprenticeships to London grads. Full Stack Academy co-founders David Yang and Nimit Maru wrote a guest post for Recode about getting more women into tech. This was a really interesting overview of why we need more women in the tech industry, and they gave suggestions on how to increase more women in the space and how to reduce microaggressions that women may experience in the workplace. Here's an important quote from the piece. It's on all of us, but especially organizations with a strong following, a wide reach, and high-profile leadership to articulate both the general need for and their specific support for a systematic advantage as a tool to combat systematic disadvantage. In this way, we can scale up these efforts because more women in the tech industry naturally begets more women in the industry, and the problem becomes exponentially easier to solve once we have begun to solve it. Lovely. Well, David and Nimit are not the only ones with thoughts on the matter. Uh, new co-shift talked with Susan Murnett, who is the founder of Hack the Hood. They're working with low-income, 18 to 25-year-old young people of color in the Bay Area. And she says that graduates of Hack the Hood are not the you know top-of-their-game ninjas that companies are currently looking for. They're entry-level, mid-level developers. And that's why hiring is broken. Susan puts it like this, quote, what if top talent wasn't only the people at the top of their game who are ready to jump in and solve your problems? What if they were the people who had the potential to become top talent? And Hack the Hood is making some progress. They work with Adobe and LinkedIn. Um, they put students through a coding boot camp, and then Adobe takes them on as apprentices. And Susan says that 70% of the Hack the Hood apprentices get full-time jobs. That's compared to only 40% of traditional college graduates that make the cut and get jobs after their apprenticeships. So that's pretty cool. Great evidence. Yeah, that's awesome stats. 
And then the New Times looked at how 26 women aged 18 to 24 went through a three-month coding boot camp in Kigali, Rwanda, organized by local NGO Igir, which provides training to youth who have small businesses. The initiative aims to empower girls and women through training in programming and web applications to promote girls' inclusion in STEM and prepare them for jobs. TechCrunch profiled Patriot Bootcamp, a series of programs under the Techstars banner that gives veterans the tools and connections they need in order to launch a startup. So Patriot Bootcamp hosts multi-day bootcamps in cities across the country like San Antonio, Washington, D.C., Austin, and Denver, and it's designed to quickly immerse participants into the life and thinking of startups. Currently, the program offers one to two multi-day events per year, but the interim CEO, Josh Carter, wants to build the program into a full-fledged growth accelerator that would target startups in addition to budding entrepreneurs. Yeah, Lauren, Patriot Bootcamp is so cool. Um, another really interesting bootcamp specifically for veterans is Code Platoon. And EdTech Times, which has a podcast, had the founder of Code Platoon, Rod Levy, on to talk about what they're doing to train military veterans in tech in Chicago. I'll let y'all listen to the full episode if you want. But in the podcast, Rod points out that veterans, quote, thrive in this environment. When you think about the characteristics that veterans bring to the table, you think about teamwork, you think about grit, you think about determination, and that's exactly what we screen for. So makes perfect sense. We'll post a link to the full episode in this news roundup. So we've already mentioned some great scholarship initiatives to help diversify the tech industry, but what other new scholarships are available? I think Facebook has partnered with a few more schools, right, as part of their goal to teach digital literacy skills to 1 million people? Yes, Fox Carolina reported that Facebook is now partnering with Carolina Code School to offer 25 full scholarships. Participants will attend the 12-week hands-on well-development program in Greenville, South Carolina, and they will be eligible to receive credit hours from Greenville Technical College. And in EdSurge, we learned that Facebook will provide 50 scholarships for students to participate in coding boot camps offered through the Chicago Codes Initiative in, obviously, Chicago. The article points out that there are a bunch of details still in the air about this partnership, so we'll try to keep everyone updated as we know more about all of these Facebook partnerships, but it seems like they're announcing a few each month. And I think we've already mentioned before that Grand Circus Bootcamp in Detroit is also partnering with Facebook. And then this month, they announced another partnership, which is with mortgage company United Shore to offer graduates guaranteed job interviews when they graduate. Very cool. Also, just as an aside, in our efforts to stay on top of all of those Facebook partnerships, we actually came across this funny piece in Columbia Journalism Review about how aggressive Facebook has been in getting media coverage about the scholarships. It seems like their tactics might be kind of rubbing journalists the wrong way, might be trying to draw attention away from their own drama. But all that being said, we are obviously all for Facebook funding boot camps for students who need them. E-Learning Inside revealed that fantasy sports platform DraftKings is partnering with Vets in Tech to launch Tech for Heroes, a 10-week front-end web development initiative to connect military veterans with free job training and employment in tech. Jason Robbins, the CEO of DraftKings, states, After serving our country, veterans face unique challenges in navigating the civilian job market and finding meaningful and rewarding employment, especially in the tech sector. DraftKings Tech for Heroes program will help veterans break into tech careers by ensuring that they have the skills innovative companies require. 
And then Inspiral Dev Academy in New Zealand is offering eight full scholarships for women in partnership with skills.org and two scholarships for Pacific Island peoples. Dev Academy has campuses in Auckland and Wellington, New Zealand, and the next cohorts start on August 6th and October 15th. That's great. Well, this isn't quite a scholarship, but it's another interesting resource that could help students thrive. Um, EdSurge announced that GitHub will now offer free enterprise and business level memberships to educational institutions as part of their new GitHub education package, and that includes coding boot camps. Um, it's a smart move, as Daryl Silver from Thinkful put it, he was interviewed for this article. He says, this announcement could help GitHub and Microsoft own an industry standard tool for the next generation of developers. Very neat. Okay, so we said we would talk more about apprenticeships, and here we are. We're seeing both tech companies and coding boot camps themselves launching apprenticeships to give grads a way to break into the tech industry while still receiving support and, and learning opportunities. So Imogen, what's happening with Claim Academy? Yeah, so Claim Academy Bootcamp in St. Louis is partnering with Eagle Technology Group to launch a new apprenticeship to reduce veteran unemployment. The program is approved and sanctioned by the State of Missouri Department of Apprenticeship, as well as the U.S. Department of Labor, and will put veterans who graduate from Claim Academy directly into entry-level roles in software development. In a press release, Claim Academy says that there are 17,000 veterans in St. Louis, and many of them struggle to find rewarding work. So hopefully this is going to help with that. Yeah, that's a really cool partnership, and I love that there is actually a state of Missouri Department of Apprenticeship. Yeah. Who knew? Incredible. Okay, so you've heard of an internship, and you've heard of apprenticeships, but have y'all ever heard of a returnship? No. Okay, so according to Reuters, Microsoft is offering returnship programs for women who pause their careers to like raise children or care for loved ones. This is part of their Leap Diversity Initiative, which hires people from unconventional backgrounds like self-taught coders or coding boot camps. And this comes after a series of complaints from women about sexual harassment and gender discrimination at Microsoft. Right now, women make up just 19% of Microsoft's leadership team. Uh, so this could help. Representation is a great start. So hopefully having more women at different stages in their careers will help Microsoft be a better place to work. And technically, Baltimore reported that SmartLogic launched an apprenticeship program for software developers on June 25th. SmartLogic is a software company specializing in developing information retrieval and business analytics. They aim to provide a pathway to jobs for developers who recently completed a coding bootcamp or college program. And then Manchester Evening News looks at how North Coders Software Bootcamp in Manchester, UK has launched an apprenticeship program in partnership with apprenticeship provider Total People. The program lasts 14 months and apprentices will work as part of a team at an employer's office and earn money while they keep learning. North Coders hopes this initiative will bridge the poverty divide in Manchester and also solve the current skills gap in the region. Fantastic. Well, love getting the word out about apprenticeships. There's such a solid investment to make for a company that really values their employees and bringing more diversity in the door and making sure that learning is really a part of their employees onboarding. So now let's talk about new coding bootcamps. We've got some new coding bootcamps. We've got one that closed and some general bootcamp updates. What's happening in San Luis Obispo, Lauren? The Tribune and KSBY looked at a new partnership with Full Stack Academy to offer a coding bootcamp in San Luis Obispo, California. 
This will be the first time the company has expanded to the West Coast and to help pay for the training, SLO Partners is offering two full and two half tuition scholarships to recent graduates of San Luis Obispo County High Schools. It will also offer one full and two half tuition scholarships to women. SLO Partners Apprenticeship Program trains and places San Luis Obispo County workers in tech jobs around the country with their Ticket into a Tech initiative. That's very cool. And then EdSurge and Inside Higher Ed report that Learners Guild, a 10-month software engineering program in Oakland, California, has closed down, with the company saying, quote, we were unable to find a sustainable business model, end quote. Now, Learners Guild was founded by Sharif Bechet, who also co-founded the now defunct Dev Bootcamp, Coding Bootcamp, in 2012. And Learners Guild was, was unique when it was first launched in 2015 because it offered an income sharing agreement and stipend for students so that they didn't have to pay anything until they found a job. And the school had actually raised $10 million in funding since launching in 2015. So it would be interesting to find out what really happened there. Yeah, that kind of now classic phrase, we were unable to find a sustainable business model. It's what basically every boot camp says when they close. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll find out more about this from somebody at the actual boot camp. Well, of course, it would not be a podcast if we didn't talk about blockchain. Uh, Bloomberg had Adam Enbar from Flatiron School on to talk about the talent war for hiring crypto developers. Adam says that because blockchain is so new, there are like banks, finance companies, startups that specialize in crypto that want to hire, but there just aren't those education options um, that are teaching blockchain yet. But that is changing. Business in Vancouver reported that Lighthouse Labs in Canada will be launching a new blockchain boot camp. One important note here, Lighthouse Labs will not be accepting beginners into the program. Instead, they're focusing on experienced developers who have like experience with JavaScript and computer science and want to learn blockchain, which is probably smart because it's kind of an additional skill. And then we also know that Hack Reactor does a blockchain curriculum in their online program, and uh, a few more boot camps are starting to offer blockchain. Probably smart. Yes, I think blockchain is a smart way to go. <laughs> and then WVNSTV looked at how New River Community and Technical College is holding a 16-week part-time coding boot camp in July. It is the third boot camp that the college has offered, and it is designed to meet a need for technical skills in the Beaver, West Virginia area. And here's something to be aware of. 10 News reports on some students who are questioning the quality of education at Origin Code Academy in San Diego. Uh, the students are saying that they were tired of being told to, quote, Google it. On the school's part, Jeff Winkler, who's their co-founder, says that a, the students complaining didn't regularly attend classes, and B, that being able to Google is an important part of the process and is an intentional part of their curriculum. As Jeff says, quote, Googling is something that senior engineers across the world do every 15 minutes. Totally agree with that, but obviously there's some contention there. Um, it sounds like Origin is also having some paperwork problems and is in the process of being approved by the BPPE in California. We will keep you updated if anything happens here, but Jeff says that they're fully cooperating with the BPPE, so hopefully they get that sorted out soon. Fortune mentions a new coding school in Amsterdam, CodeAm, which will open this fall. CodeAm focuses on peer-to-peer -peer learning, which means educating 600 students only requires about a 50-person staff, and CodeAm is actually completely free. 
marketing most heavily in areas with high populations of lower income families and refugees in Amsterdam. Is that the one that has the similar format to 42? Yeah, I think they take a lot of inspiration from 42. Yes, they do. They're actually, the program is actually three and a half years long as well. And then Tampa Bay News reports that a coding boot camp called Academy at the Suncoast Developers Guild is opening in St. Petersburg, Florida in July. The president of the boot camp is Tony Warren, who was the campus manager for the Iron Yards Tampa campus in the region before it closed down. Tony explains that when the Iron Yard shut down, she saw there was still a need for this type of education model and programming skills in the community. So Suncoast Developers Guild is a nonprofit organization. Tuition will be $14,900, and the first class starts on July 23rd. And Coding Dojo is launching an East Bay campus in the Bay Area. Coding Dojo CEO Michael Choi talked to eLearning Inside about the new location. He says, quote, we have students who come from San Francisco or Oakland, and it's just too long of a drive. We've been hearing from our students that with the next step of expansion, they ask, could you please come closer to the city? So they did. Now, this next article is not about a new school, but I think it's still relevant. NextCity.org looks at how New York Public Library's Associate Director of Technology Education and Training saw that coding boot camps were not teaching a diverse enough group of people with certain ages and races missing out. And she saw barriers to entry. So she launched a New York Public Library tech education program called TechConnect. The library has now built out seven computer labs across the city and tech training programs at libraries range from high-level computer programming courses that mimic the style of a coding boot camp to basic computer classes that teach skills such as word processing and email. Amazing. Libraries are so special and can be such a hot spot for community and education. Like community education. Yeah, very cool. Lauren, tell us about the new schools that we added to Course Report this month. Of course. So we have Beidou Tech, which is in Mexico City, Guadalajara, and online. We have Crash Code, which is in Stanford, Connecticut. We have Carolina Code School in Greenville, South Carolina. Pre-Hired, which is online. Code Rocket Live, which is also online. And then we have Suncoast Developers Guild Academy in St. Petersburg, Florida. And then CODAM in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. Great. Well, welcome to all of those schools. And let's wrap it up by talking about our favorite pieces that we published on the Course Report blog this month. Imogen, what was your favorite piece to work on in June? So I really enjoyed shooting and editing a video interview with General Assembly graduate Eliana Ordonez. Liz and I had a great time visiting the GA campus in New York City and loved hearing about Eliana's amazing story of learning to code and why spending that time and money was actually really worth it for her. She told us how going through the web development immersive and learning to code landed her a job with the NYC Department of Education and how her salary is now four times more than it was before she went to boot camp. Yes, we loved Ileana's story. And so obviously a coding boot camp was worth it for Ileana, but that's a question that we get a lot. Are coding boot camps worth it? So this month we also put together, thank you, Lauren, for <laughs> all of your work on this one, a piece that fully answers this question. There's data that answers it. There are alumni perspectives. Um, give it a read if that's a question that you've ever had. Yeah, that was a really fun piece to work on. So definitely check that one out. 
I found my interview with Neha Gupta, a South Bay Hackbright Academy grad, to be really interesting. So Neha was a doctor in naturopathic medicine before realizing she wanted a career that enabled her to really solve more varied problems each day. She had family and friends who worked as engineers in the tech industry, so she felt that she had a supportive network to help her transition. It's a really cool story of seeing how you can invest a lot of time um, into one career and then still see that tech is a better fit. So check that one out. Amazing. Well, I loved all of those stories and hopefully everyone tuning in knows about the coursework blog and reads it regularly. And don't forget, we also have a YouTube channel. It's just called Course Report. And you can find that interview I did with Ileana along with loads more exciting videos. Yay. Well, thanks for tuning in. As always, we love feedback. So email us at hello at coursereport.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please help other future boot campers find it by going to iTunes, subscribing to the Course Report podcast, and leaving a review. And we will see you at the end of July. See you then. Bye. Bye.